these strong daughters and yet we still have these archaic things that were taught to us about, you know, the woman's place is in the home. It doesn't matter how long you work. By the end of the day, when you're exhausted, you're still the one that's supposed to cook dinner and make sure everybody does their homework and make sure your aging parents are doing well and you're taking care of everyone else to the point that if you do something for yourself, you actually feel guilty. Welcome to the Leaving Nowhere podcast with me, Candace Willie. I created this podcast for you. I've spent my entire life learning lessons the hard way. Through those experiences, I realized that all roads really do lead to success. Sometimes we just need better directions on how to get there. Join my guests and I in learning how Leaving Nowhere can help you get to exactly where you want to be. We'll share stories of success and the various methods we've used to help us get there. Let Leaving Nowhere be a compass in helping you achieve your greatest desires. So your journey to success starts here. Hey there, success buddies. You are listening to the Leaving Nowhere podcast, and I am your host, Candice Willie. Thank you for joining us today for a fun and knowledge-based episode as we take a step behind the curtain with co-founders and wardrobe specialists from the style that binds us, Allison Byrne and Delia Folk. These amazing ladies will not only brighten your day by sharing great fashion looks and tips on social media, they also have a YouTube channel and podcast. I am excited to introduce you to Allison and Delia. Welcome to the show. Thank Thank you so much. We're excited to be here. I am so excited to have both of you. First, I love that you guys work together as a mother and daughter duo, bringing styles and fearless, I underscore fearless fashion style options to your audience. To get us started, I would love for you to share a little bit about your background as well as what inspired you guys to work together. Okay, so I grew up in Alabama, which is where mom lives. I live in New York City now. I decided I was going to work in fashion and move to New York City. And so I didn't know anyone in the industry or really in the city, except for a very select group of people. So through a lot of networking and searching, I interned at Versace in wholesale. And then I worked at Barney's New York on the buying team for four years in beauty, ready to wear and jewelry. And mom, do you want to talk about your background? Sure. I am a wardrobe consultant. I help women in their closets and help them solve any issues they have getting dressed. And Delia was at Barney's and she would call me and say, we're meeting with a brand. And I think that you would love the brand. I'm not sure that Barney's will pick them up or not, but I think your client, it would really resonate with your clients. So I would go to New York and meet with the brand or the designers, and then I would have a new label to tell my clients about, be it in Greenwich, Connecticut, or California, or Birmingham, Alabama. The clients got really excited about that because it was something new that they didn't know about. It kind of got them excited about dressing again. And so Jay and I had already been working that way together. It just made sense to work together because... We're women. We're women at different ages. We are mother and daughter. There are a lot of things that people could relate to that they could come to one place to get information about. This is how Delia wears it. This is how Allison wears it. 
we just came together to create this platform and we really are having a blast and hopefully helping women. Well, I can see that you're having a blast and you both complement each other in your own unique skill and expertise. I would also say that your own personalities come through and I love that. I want to go back and just ask Delia, what made you want to go to New York? See, the impetus for this idea, I don't, I'm not sure. I really don't. I mean, I could not figure out what I was supposed to do growing up. I kind of thought I was going to be a mom and start having children. (laughs) And then I ended up going to Alabama for school, University of Alabama. And that is what my peers were probably thinking as well. And then I transferred to William & Mary and all of my sorority sisters were They all had very specific majors and careers that they were going to be doing after they graduated. I'm like, okay, mom, I probably called like, mom, we've got to figure this out. (laughs) What's happening? Everyone's driven here. And like, I'm just kind of, whatever, fumbling along. So I'm not sure really where I had not even been to New York before ninth grade. I mean, yeah. So we've come a long way. That's fantastic. Your pictures in New York and across the world really are awesome. It looks like the two of you are having so much fun on your photo shoots. Thank you for sharing that. And Allison, I would love to hear more about what led you to the consulting business. You also mentioned working with people from coast to coast. So tell me more about your business and how you stay connected with clients across the country. Well, the interesting thing about that, the part about the different clients, I'm not jetting all over the place, certainly right now during COVID. So I've picked up more clients in different areas of the country than I had had before because we can do it virtually. This is something that can happen and it's been really fun. Let's see. I went to college, got married like Jay is talking about. Then I was a kindergarten teacher, which I absolutely adored teaching these children. They were so dear and hilarious and brilliant and everything else. <laughs> yep. And then I had gone through a divorce when Dee was a baby. So when I remarried, I had stepchildren and a new husband and Delia, who wasn't sure about this whole thing. She was like five years old, six mm-hmm. years old. And so I thought, I, this is all too much. I had, you know, 20 kids at school that think I'm their mother and I'm trying to get, you know, all of this put together <laughs> yes. and I'm really not doing a good job of any of it. So I retired from teaching and became a full-time mom, stepmom, wife, you know, for many years. Mm -hmm. And then the kids grew up and Delia moved away. And in the process of that, I realized, you know, I was sad for sure, empty nester. However, at the same time, I was like, wow, just kind of like been given this gift. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden I have time again and I can do something for me. I didn't want to go back to teaching kindergarten, even though I had loved it. But as an older person, I thought, you know, the colds, the sneezing, the crying, the, you know, all of the exhaustion, so mentally exhausted by the end of the day, you know, I just thought, I'm not sure if I've got that in me anymore. So I thought, well, I'll be a travel agent because I love to travel and now I'll have more time to travel. My husband, of course, is still working. So I looked into all that and talked to a lot of people and was really serious about it. But then I realized it's a lot of things on the computer these days, which I don't love the computer. And also I had this fear because I heard horror stories about going on the trip of a lifetime and it being totally screwed up because me and I just couldn't have lived with that. That would have just been horrible. (laughs) Someone's dream, yes. (laughs) Right, right. Honeymoon, whatever. So then my my mother has always loved antiques and always had this dream that she wanted to have an antique shop. So I thought, well, I like antiques too. So 
we did that. And then I realized that was really my mother's dream, not mine. So by then my family was like, okay, mom, we're sort of tired of you trying to figure out these things. First of all, I loved New York. That's where Delia was living. So I yeah. thought, hmm, I'd like to spend more time there. What goes on in New York that I'm interested in? And I'd always been interested in fashion. And then, of course, Delia pops up, decides that she wants to be in the business of, of fashion mm-hmm. and was really having a great time doing all that. And so I found out that FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology mm-hmm. in New York, you know, where Michael Kors and Vera Wang and all kinds of people went to school, they have a image consulting certification program. And I could do some online and some in person and I could be in New York. And and, and then and the most important thing was they taught you the science of getting dressed. So it was not like going into a woman's closet and saying, oh, that looks cute on you. Oh, that doesn't look so cute. You know, I just didn't want to do that for obvious reasons. And I didn't want to charge people for, for that. So now I had the knowledge, the really, I understand what the brain of the person is thinking about when they are looking at you based on what you're wearing, the texture of your hair, the shape of your facial features. I mean, it's all very fascinating stuff that you don't know that you're doing when you're looking at somebody, but your brain is coming up with all these ideas about the person. So then I realized the power that you have by what you put on your body. Yeah, you just said so many fantastic things. So um, yeah. for those listeners that are with us today, I have to tell you, um, we're on camera. You you don't get to see what I see, but the artwork behind her is <laughs> stunning. So as you're telling me this story, I'm putting together your personality going, I can see this in her and the art she has hanging on her wall and all of those things that come together. Yeah. And I love that you shared that you went from being the teacher to the student. And I also appreciate that you were willing to do that later in your life and willing to kind of flex that muscle of doing something different because it was something that you were passionate about. Got Grammarly? If not, why not? It's free. If you regularly send business emails, post on social media, or simply like to write, this app's for you. And did I mention the basic app is free? I stepped up my writing game by downloading the Grammarly app. You can access the app at leavingnowhere.com on the podcast page. Your writing will be at its best. Get Grammarly. The two of you were together as a single mom and daughter for a while. Yeah, I know you mentioned that a little bit when we had a chance to, to speak prior. How do you think that might have influenced you guys working together? Oh, gosh. Well, I think it made us close. I think my personality was developed. I'm an only child, but I'm also have all these step and half siblings. Mm-hmm. So I have all these things. I grew up around adults a lot. So maybe I'm more mature and the leadership and the confident part of my personality probably came from that. Yeah. No, I love that. I, you know, I, I think I had shared with you before, I have two children, grown children. And when I think about, I mean, very, very different personalities, very different you know, I know what one of the things that really stands out to me in in your media posts as well as what I've learned about you in YouTube and and your podcast is confidence for women is very important to both of you. And I would love if both of you would just share what that really means to you as it relates to what we wear and how we feel and what we're wearing. Well, mom, you can start. One of the things on her journey that I'll mention is that she had to allow herself to say even though she was conditioned not to, that she loves 
beautiful things and that she loves fashion and finds joy in that because in the South and maybe other places too, mm-hmm. sometimes it's considered vain. Like if you care about the clothes and, and things that you wear, that that means that you're superficial or vain. So I think in women's journey in life, it seems sometimes as you're aging, raising children, raising <laughs> yep. you can lose yourself in that process. Well, Delia has certainly, I don't want to say pushed me along, but been my biggest champion there and and just questioned things, which has been fascinating because I was talking to someone the other day, we have these strong daughters and yet we still have these archaic things that were taught to us about, you know, the woman's place is in the home. It doesn't matter how long you work. By the end of the day, when you're exhausted, you're still the one that's supposed to cook dinner and make sure everybody does their homework and make sure your your aging parents are doing well and you're taking care of everyone else to the point that if you do something for yourself, you actually feel guilty. It's like the more the more you do the more you do not do for yourself, the better a person you're supposed to be. You know, which when you really think about it out loud, it just makes no sense. So it's been great to have Delia to say to me. Well, I don't understand. Why is it always you that has to do the laundry or has to do or can't go on the trip? Or why is it always your responsibility? She said to me when when I had started my business before we were working together and I'd be talking to her and she said, okay, you have two roads you can take here. One, you're going to have a little part-time little business. And then the, the most of your time will be spent taking care of grandmama and your husband and your house and, you know, all of these other things. And then when there's any time left, you'll put it towards your business. So that's one choice. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. The other (laughs) choice is you have to tell these people, I am building a business from scratch and it's going to be a full-time job. And it might even be 24 seven almost, you know, and I will be there for you when you really need me, but there has to be designated times for this and everything. And so for me to actually put that into practice, because that's what I wanted was really difficult. It remains difficult to this day, but as I worked with more and more women and I heard the same thing, oh, I never spend money on myself. You know, even when I said, let's talk about what makes you happy. What are the things that you love? Because it's a process, part of the process of figuring out someone's style aesthetic. It's not all just about what color do you like? What's your body type? It's more like, what's your lifestyle? What brings you joy? You know, all of these things that can create this full picture. And then what you're wearing shows the world who you are. So just giving them permission to kind of think about what they love. What were those things that spark joy? Especially the older the woman got, they were like, oh, I totally forgot. I used to love <laughs> to read books or whatever it is, you yes. know? So those kinds of things, the more and more I worked with women, the more protective I got about them. And the more I watched them come back to life, sort of as we created the style aesthetic for them. And, you know, even just the, the process of getting dressed, making it easier for women so they can go out into the world. And I remember I heard Oprah say it all the time, you know. You have to be able to say no. You have to take care of yourself. You have to have a gratitude journal. All these things. And we were like, oh, well, that's lovely. But then it doesn't ever really happen. You know, it's so meaningful and it's such a deep topic. And one that most people aren't even aware of, quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, you just do it. And there really is, you know, I, I believe it was Nicole Kidman. She talks a lot about her collateral being her time. 
and you know, it is there's, I mean, no matter what you do or what role you're in, there's 24 hours in a day and how you spend it, especially if you're a mom is to your family, or if you're the provider, whatever role it is that you're playing. So it it really does come down to how you prioritize yourself. And I think in the last few years, there's a lot of authors and and famous people that are encouraging us to step outside of that. It sounds like you already had a really good campaign manager around that. So um, I I appreciate that you guys supported each other in that that piece. It's sad that we lose ourselves. (laughs) How do you you hold on to that? So it's fantastic. So thank you for sharing. So Delia, anything that you'd like to add to what your mom shared? Okay, sure. So in terms of developing my self-confidence, I think it must kind of both be in the D in my DNA and then also has evolved over time. So I grew up doing a lot of things by myself, which I kind of touched on before, but Mm -hmm. as an only child, I always wished for a twin because of Mary Kate (laughs) Nashley. But like I would go to camp by myself. I moved to New York City by myself. I transferred to a school where I knew one girl and we were just acquaintances. So I was constantly pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and and pushing the boundaries and everything. So it kind of forces you to have confidence in order to make friends in those situations. But also over time, I've come to realize that I cannot live my life based on how other people, what they're going to think of me, because I mean, you will be paralyzed. You won't be able to do anything. And really, what does it matter at the end of the day, what they think? Of course, we we love other people and we want to have a community, but we need to live our lives in a certain way. And hopefully people will be accepting of that or they will grow to accept it. And if not, that's okay. But basically, every human is unique. And that mm-hmm. is a good thing. The li- our lives would be so boring if everyone was the same, even, you know, everyone's trying to fit in and try and be like everyone else, but we need to kind of get away from that. So we all have a purpose in our lives and we need to spend some time figuring out what that is and figuring out how, how to live it. What are our strengths and how can we help others? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And you know, when you say we're all unique and it's so important that we demonstrate that and and wear it with pride, you know, when you, I I have this like thought of everyone, when you just said everyone being the same or similar, I I think of like Star Trek, (laughs) I'm like, can you imagine all wearing the exact same uniform every day and how boring that would be? So just that need to, to be able to express yourself and more importantly, let go of what other people are thinking about that. So, you know, two things that I, I just, you amaze me. And, and again, this goes back to, you guys have to check out their podcast and their YouTube channel. I, I appreciate that you are confident and bold in who you are, but I also really appreciate that you're not afraid to speak your mind. And so mom, great job. <laughs> so, cause it, that is a, that's a whole other piece of confidence because you want people to be able to stand tall and, and be who they are and be confident about that in the way that they look, the way that they share their, their own talents and express themselves. So I applaud you both for that. So, um, you know, with, with, I just like to touch a little bit on COVID coming from, you know, my day job and the beauty business, we've certainly the shift has happened for us from makeup, from a trending piece to skincare, because 
obviously people are caring for themselves in a little bit different way. And we also care for ourselves a little bit differently at home. Are there any, you know, tips or thoughts that you have around beauty specific products or skincare products that you would like to share? I would say rather than specific products, I feel like beauty and wellness are kind of really coming together. What's, you know, inside matters, what you put in as well as, you know, the outside of your skin and everything. And I think that's an interesting conversation, learning to take better care of ourselves. And I think that skincare is like natural makeup. You know, when you're on Zoom, everybody's having to do interviews on Zoom and all these meetings on Zoom and everything. And the problem, the good thing about Zoom is you don't have to dress the bottom half of your body. The bad thing about (laughs) Zoom is they're Zooming in, baby. You know, they're close. So it's good. You know, you have that fine balance of not too much makeup, but enough makeup, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely go light on it. But also, you know, bright, you want some, a bright, not a strong lip, but sort of a bright lip. Mm -hmm. You know, I've noticed because I'm very much a natural makeup person and Jay likes to wear brighter lipstick. And I have noticed when we've been on these Zoom calls and everything, I'm always like, oh, her lips look great. You know, it's kind of washed out. So I'm starting going a little brighter on a lip gloss on top of my regular lipstick kind of thing. And eras, I mean, you know, I think all these things are definitely very relevant. Yeah, I I totally agree. And, you know, I think it's just important that we don't, because I I know if you looked at any of the, um, you know, anything out there that kind of joked about initial part, you know, timing around COVID, it was like, here's what we look like before and here's what we look like after. And and it's like, oh my gosh, we can't, we can't allow ourselves, you know, to go there just because we're home. You know, how do we continue to care for ourselves and, and stay connected? Cause I, to your point, if you're a beauty junkie, it's, it's not just about looking good to go out. It was, it's just about looking good. Looking in the mirror. And I'll tell you another thing too, what happened with COVID is we did go there and we did gain weight and people got more depressed and we didn't get dressed. We stayed in the bed to do our work and we got depressed. So we're not suggesting I'm going to take a shower blow out my hair, put on a party dress and run around my house. Cause most people really aren't going to do that. You know, right. <laughs> really dress up for themselves. However, the difference in what your brain is thinking, what I was talking to you earlier about what the person, what you feel like, it's kind of like when you cheat on something, no one will know I ate that, but you know, yes. you know, yeah. so it's yeah. like, if you are on your third day and your sweats and your bed isn't not made, it's just a different signal to your brain than when you take a shower, put on a little lip gloss, a little mascara, whatever it is, you know, put on a collared shirt. It doesn't even have to be something that has to be ironed. Just a little effort that signals to your brain, now it's time to work. Now it's time to be sociable. It cracks me up that you mentioned the your bottoms. The other day I had a meeting and, you know, dressed up on top and I had jeans on and I went in and put my slacks on and my husband goes, I haven't seen you wear those for." <laughs> are they going to see them? And I'm like, no, but it just feels weird wearing just right. jeans with this top. I'm like, I need the outfit. I'm probably not going to put on the shoes that I love, but I right. am going to wear the pants. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. interesting for sure. Delia, what what would you share about the products and makeup and, and what's happening with COVID? I literally, I did manicures for my stepsister growing up for little thing was forced in my great grandmother. I mean, the whole family was involved in beauty shop, whatever I was wanting to do. But the thing that you are mentioning and mom has talked about it, but hasn't 
said the name, Enclothed Cognition. So I think Mm -hmm. one of the themes throughout this whole podcast is who cares what other people think? It's truly about you and what the signals you're sending to your brain. So like if I get all dressed up and put on a fabulous outfit and put on my makeup and go out to a bar in pre-COVID life, it's not like, oh, let me try and attract a mate. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, this makes me feel good. I'm going out to have fun. If I meet some boy, sure, that could be great. But, but it's, it's about you too. So thinking about beauty. Okay. Efficiency. So this whole time I was like, okay, so I'm an entrepreneur and I'll just work. 24 seven, like, let's just grow the style that finds us. And then of course that like has physical <laughs> ramifications. It does. Yes. Yep. Which is terrifying. But anyway, so it is important to spend the time, take the time. Like Dolly Parton said, you just need to be ready for anything. You never know. What if you need to <laughs> yes. We love Dolly. Yes. And she's right. so right. We're not telling you to put on a ball gown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay, if please, like, let's not put on a workout clothes. Our French friends calls it your sport outfit. Like, let's sport not wear that. It takes the exact the same amount of time to throw on that as a cute outfit that you love. I read a book by Pauline Brown. She worked at Carlisle Group. She was president of LVMH Americas at one point. It's called Aesthetic Intelligence. And she said, not getting dressed is a choice. You don't think, you you just act like, oh, I don't care. That is a choice you're making. So anyway, I'm obsessed with any and all beauty. And I encourage you to mask and do your skincare routine and get a skincare fridge, whatever it is. <laughs> Make you happy and achieve that glow. But the last thing I'll say, another thing about confidence, I hope no one leaves this thinking like, oh shoot, they have it all figured out. Why is it that she's so confident and knows herself? It takes work. It is a muscle. I am constantly taking deep dives and tapping into myself and learning about myself, the pros and cons, and how can I fix the cons and help accentuate the pros. So definitely remember that this is a journey and I get into a situation and revert. If I am quiet, then that means default does not feel comfortable and she is not feeling confident. So this is something that ebbs and flows. So I have two really questions I want to ask, but I want to lead with just hearing from both of you, you know, if you were to give advice to our listeners around just having a fulfilling career, because I think that you guys are having fun and you're enjoying what you do and it shows. What advice would you have around seeking that that fulfillment or that career that that satisfies that? Well, one thing I want to say is because we are having fun and because we have gone to Paris and we have gone to New York Fashion Week and we meet with designers and all this glamorous, lovely stuff, sometimes people don't remember that we actually are working. And I'll be somewhere and oh, I've got to get back home or I've got to do this. You know, one of my clients said to me one time, you know, if this were a man on this business trip, there would be no question about him coming back early to take care of something mm-hmm. at home, you know, unless yep. it was something serious. So, so that's the thing. It's hard. People forget that we are working 24 seven. And that's the, the advice I would have is if you are lucky enough to find something that it's your passion as well as your work. And people say, gosh, you work all the time. And it's hard for Dilly and me to explain to them that 
a lot of it is work, certainly the tech part, but a lot of it is it's so it's our passion. So Mm -hmm. any kind of research we're doing is fabulous and fascinating and any kind of help we're giving to brands is meaningful to us. And same thing with our people. So if you are lucky enough to find something, you know, that's a real plus. Also, it's going to take whatever it is, especially if it's entrepreneurial, it's going to take a lot more work than you ever thought possible. Hey, very, that's very well said. It's the truth. <laughs> and, it, and you have to decide if that's worth it. You know, before you leave the corporate job and jump off into something like that, it, it's okay if you decide, you know, maybe I don't want to do that after all. Maybe I really like my free time. And what I'd rather do is just make a good salary and, and build a nice career and then have my time. When I leave, I leave, you know, yep. and that's a great decision too. make sure you make that, you know, try and figure that out. Yep. And it, it's important it. that you love it because you're right. right. Yep. So be patient and and, yeah. and take care of yourself, but work hard. <laughs> That's yeah. what I hear you saying. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. and I will say about Delia, people ask me all the time about confidence and, you know, because she has done a lot of things just on her own. And, you know, when she was two, she was already saying I can do it by myself, you know, before she could <laughs> say it clearly, you know, she was always the one that would have to come back and say, okay, I can't do it. You know, like it it would be, someone would try and teach her how to hold a golf club at age four. I can do it by myself. She never helped. (laughs) You know, then she'd realize, okay, maybe I do need help. But, you know, she was telling all of us as a very young girl, she could do it by, I can do it by myself. That's what she's saying. like, that doesn't surprise me. And I I have a couple of granddaughters that need to be mentored by you. I know that's the DNA part. I don't know why I just jumped out into the world and said, here I am, accept me as I am. (laughs) And I'm going to do it my way by myself. (laughs) Right. Yes. But you know, I'm a vegetarian. I was always different. Like I could never fit into the little perfect Southern mold. I was a little bit louder and like to have a little bit more fun and be rambunctious and things like that. So, but yeah, that's wonderful because it's you and, and you embrace that. And, and that's, I think that that is a fantastic piece. So any career advice you want to give? So much. So basically Mm -hmm. what I did is I was thinking (laughs) about my interests. Obviously when I decided I needed to have a career, okay, well, what the heck is going to be my career? So I'm obsessed with working out and clean eating, going back to the vegetarian thing. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll be a nutritionist. Or I think it's really interesting about the brain and how people think and Mm -hmm. learning the science about beyond that. So major, maybe I should major in psychology, but I didn't necessarily want a career path in either of those fields. I took a couple classes. So if you're doing this during college, obviously that's a little bit easier because you can actually start taking classes. And, you know, sometimes it could surprise you something that you might think you're going to like, maybe you don't, or something you think you won't like, you might. So, so I encourage taking classes and that can either happen in college or after, like mom Mm -hmm. said, with this continuing education. I mean, the problem is being a type A person, it's so overwhelming. Like you can literally do anything, learn anything at any time. So don't think like that because that's too overwhelming, but just start small and kind of be like, oh, that could be interesting. Maybe let me read a book about that or whatever. So the continuing education part, start subscribing to newsletters, like figure out what is your interest. And then if you have the opportunity for internships, if this is pre-job, That's even better because you get to experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. You really have to experience it on the job to figure out if you're going to like it. And maybe you're 
working in Barney's and then you realize, okay, I'm working in buying, but oh, actually maybe I like this whole marketing situation better. So that is much easier because once you start in your career, it's much more difficult to switch because you either have too much experience or too little experience. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, it's hard to make a lateral move at the same level. So sometimes you have to start over and sometimes that is worth it. The other thing about like fashion, these creative industries, you don't necessarily make a lot of money. And so that is something in terms of diversity, there is probably a huge lack the lack of diversity could come from that because thankfully I had a family that could support me mm-hmm. through that during unpaid internships and <laughs> yes. crazy things like that. So if you do need to choose a career, which is probably better that you're going to make the money like finance, consulting, whatever, if you think it's super dull, find your passions, find groups and communities. Mm-hmm. So you go to work and you do that, but also, okay, you've joined a group, you're surrounding yourself, you're going to museums. So take a deep dive and figure out what is it that you are interested in? What are you passionate about? What makes you happy? If you had a day off, like what does your dream day look like? Those are some things to, some exercises to start doing. And then- do that when you <laughs> well, your advice around the internship is. I mean, I I just would underscore triple, you know, capital letters. Say if you can do an internship, you know, a few years ago working for Ulta Beauty, I was in Chicago and our corporate office is in Chicago, and the number of people that said they wanted to be a buyer because they love the product, I was like, yeah. okay, so it's a hard job. It's very analytical. You have to love numbers and you you have to recognize how much you're responsible for. Because going to the shows and working with all the different mm-hmm. brands is the exciting part, but you don't realize that, hey, you could make a buy that's millions of dollars and have it be unsuccessful and lose your job. I mean, it's like tough job. So yeah. I, I mean, the advice around internship is just golden. So such a good mm-hmm. nugget. So internship and, and also that whole creative path, to your point, as long as you have a great support system, continue to pursue that. I have friends that are artists and they talk about the same thing. It's so challenging, but doesn't mean you can't do a job and then do something else that you love and combine the two until you find that success. So excellent advice. Right. You can even save the money while you're doing the other job that you can you know, and then you can go do yep. the other thing. Yep. Don't do give the- up on it. Do, do both yeah. if you have to, right? That's right. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah. So one last question that I have for the two of you is, as I shared, you know, the the concept of leaving nowhere really is that at that point in time in your life, if you think your situation isn't leading you where you want to go, to reinvent yourself and to find what really is that satisfier, what brings you happiness. And success is defined differently for everyone. So I would love to hear from you. How do you define happiness or success? Well, one thing I would say is have someone like, like, what Delia does for me all the time is when I say, well, I'd love to be, or I'd love to do, but, you know, and she's always like, wait, wait, what's the, but, you know, why can't you do it? You know, I'm like, well, I mean, no, she wouldn't want to talk to me or, you know, whatever the things are that you have come to think, you know, and, and these daughters that we have, especially are usually like, what's the harm in asking? Just ask. So then once you ask and you get that first Yes. Then you ask more, then you get more and more bold. I think that that is something that is, you know, really have a support system that you can bounce ideas off of and that that encourage you because the problem is it's so much easier just to stay where you are and, 
you know, be complacent. You know, you'll never know until you try. And if you can just, it's going to be hard. You know, that's the thing. Just go ahead and accept it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but the hardness might be temporary. The reward is great. It's worth it. So um, really define that support system and those people. I, I appreciate that so much that reinforce and encourage you all the time. So good. Yeah. Yes. Same. And there's no age limit. No, no, none. <laughs> so we're yeah, living that. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. Delia. Yes. The people that force you to dream big. I remember, I don't know if y'all saw the intern and I was so excited when it came out because I had pretty much probably just started at Barney's and it's a movie with Anne Hathaway and mm-hmm. what's that man's name? Robert De Niro. Is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so it's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And the clothes were given from Barney's, basically. And yeah, everything was, I guess they had partnered with Barney's in order to outfit the film. So of course I'm super pumped. And then for some reason, mom and Mitch saw it too. And so he was like, after watching the movie, he was thinking, oh, I can totally see, like that reminded me of Delia so much. And I was I mean, even having a career, first of all, that was a huge thing for me. I wasn't even, I was what? Like I, I had just started at Barney's. That was good enough. Like I wasn't, I didn't think that I was going to, I didn't feel the need to start a company, none of that. So you really have to surround yourself with people. Hopefully you have a support system around you that can see things for yourself that you cannot maybe see. And listen I, to them. Yes. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, that movie, I, I can see you riding your bike across the <laughs> office and, and making sure that those boxes are packed perfectly and beautifully. Oh, totally. totally can see that. So um, such a great reference. Anything additional you would like to add or advice that you want to share with our listeners today before we wrap up? We have an event list and hopefully, you know, post-COVID, sometimes we do things, virtual events, but post-COVID, we're going to hopefully, you know, we've already got people reaching out and we just love getting everybody together. It just means so much. And, you know, we'd love to have anybody wants to, to be a part of that. Well, I need to sign up for one of those. I need a little bit of those synergies and hopefully we can have a glass of wine while we're attending your virtual event because those are those are always the things we need to kind of offset the craziness. That's right. right? Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Delia, anything you would like to share? So the style that binds us is a fashion forward lifestyle brand and community for those that want to live a stylish and fearless life. So that is the mission. So that is the core with everything that we do. So one of the reasons that we started this business was the fashion and the art worlds can be exclusive, intimidating, opaque, you can't sit with us mentality. We are both most definitely outsiders coming from Alabama, moving to New York, not knowing anyone. So (laughs) I just came in with this naivete and very green and just very excited to jump in. And I wasn't kind of like over it at that point. I would even now, you know, I could jaded. I was not jaded or anything. So we felt like we have the information and the access and we want to create actionable steps to help you do it yourself. All of our content is really to help inform you. It's either to inspire, inform, entertain, something along those lines so that you can do it yourself. So that we ask the questions that you don't have to, so that, you know, if you keep seeing this bag everywhere and you don't want to 
you don't want to look dumb. Women, we, we have a lot of pride. So, so you can either come to us or we'll just go ahead and answer that question for you. The vision of the style that finds us is to create a more courageous and daring world. So we are trying, we have come from, we told you where we came from, all of these places mm-hmm. and roadblocks and things that are just fed to us that we, these cultural norms that we think is the way that we should live our lives. So we are constantly (laughs) pushing outside of that and giving women permission to maybe do the same. So that is fantastic because I can envision everyone listening, stepping into that art gallery and standing a little taller smiling a little brighter and it might even be a little toss of the hair or um, (laughs) (laughs) it might be pulling up the jacket a little bit, but, but to be, to stand proud for sure in those circumstances. So thank you for sharing what fills your career cup. And if you guys would love to learn more about these fabulous ladies, you can follow them on Instagram on the style that binds us. Visit their website, thestylethatbindsus.com or check out their YouTube channel and their podcast. Allison and Dilia, thank you again for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having us. It was so much fun. I I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. So until next time, success buddies, subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple. And don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter at leavingnowhere.com. Thank you for joining today's episode of Leaving Nowhere. Here's to you and use accelerating your life and career.